back, folks, to the Mel Wright Show. This is episode 159. This is going to be a discussion between me and Robert. We're going to continue our series about SEO and why it's so important for a real estate agent and for getting quality leads off your website. Right, Robert, um, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers first, Robert? Sure, absolutely. My name is Robert Newman. I'm the founder of an online marketing company called Inbound Real Estate Marketing, and I'm an 11-year veteran of the real estate marketing industry. And he's got the arrows in his back to testify that. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, I'm the founder of MailRight. What is MailRight? It's a marketing platform that gets you more quality leads with emphasis of getting those leads by using the power of Facebook. This has uh, been a series, we're on episode three of this series uh, about SEO because it's such a large subject, blessed viewers and listeners. So um, we're going to delve a bit more in this episode and there's going to be one final episode next week. And that should give us the space to really cover this subject in the detail that it really needs. So Robert, how do you want to go on in this part of the conversation? Where we left off, and we were starting to talk about actually we we mentioned in passing mobile SEO um, or how mobile is affecting SEO, and it's a, it was a vast topic. We agreed that it deserved its own segment, and we passed right over it. So I definitely would love to address that today because uh, it, it's it shouldn't be left to the very last. No. Um, so so I, if you don't mind, I'm just going to dive right in. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, there's been a number of changes as it relates to SEO. One of the biggest by far and away is that Google went to something that was called mobile first SEO ranking or rendering. And they used a number of different languages. But what it means that if you (laughs) scrape away all the fancy nonsense, it means that now they look at the experience on a mobile phone before they actually look at the experience on a PC. So they're measuring first how users are engaging using their smartphone before they're, and they're giving that more credit towards your SEO rankings than they do with the the PC experience. So why is this so important? I mean, I make websites for a living and 99% of my clients, like all they're looking for you to do is say, hey, the website's mobile friendly. And indeed it is. But actually the very first thing that we should, like everybody that owns and buys websites in terms inside the real estate space, the first thing you should do is look how a website is operating that you're considering buying on a mobile device. And there's numerous ways to test it. You can find some really cool uh, Google, uh, Google um, Chrome extensions that will allow you to see a website in different mobile views. So you can actually look at all the like Samsung nines and handheld devices, iPads. You can actually see what the mobile experience is on many different devices using one of these tools. And you should do that because the first thing that's going to affect your SEO rankings is how do people interact with your site? With their mobile phone. So that's number one. Number two, um, I get asked a lot of questions about what the difference is with the mobile SERPs versus the, the PC SERPs. And that's search engine results. Basically, that's what SERPs means. So 
the difference between the two, and, and I strongly recommend that somebody somebody do this. And I'm just going to pick up my cell phone right now, and I'm just going to I'm just going to do uh, Los Angeles real estate is is the search that I'm gonna that I'm going to do. So so what are some of the differences? Because believe it or not, Google has two separate search results databases. Now they have one that is for mobile and they have another that is for PCs. And the mobile is much more connected to location of your device. They're looking at where are you located when you're doing a search, such as Los Angeles real estate. Now they've got an additional piece of information that's going to be different than when you're using a PC. And that is going to be, where are you located? One of the interesting things, and I'm going to hold this up, and you probably can't see it. No, you can see it. it One of the interesting things about the mobile search results on Google is that you get nothing, nothing but ads. This entire first page is ads. There's nothing there but ads. Then you scroll up, like you do this, you scroll up, and now you start to see some search results. But what, what amongst other things is different? You see something that Google refers to as mobile search packets, which again, it's completely different than PCs. And it's important that people understand this. Mobile search packets are where they're, they're connecting images to websites. So they've changed the way that search results look and operate. You have a carousel that is scrooching left and right when you're, when you're looking at these search results. Each one of these is saying people also search for. This is not what you're going to see if you do a desktop search. Why does all of that matter? Well, another thing that Google has done with mobile is they've done top stories because they've gotten an understanding that people are using mobile devices differently than, than desktops. When people are on desktops, they're not really interested in top stories for some reason. People browse news stories more and differently when they're using mobile devices. So actually, the search packets have now become completely different with mobile devices. Another interesting thing about mobile versus um, PCs is that there are oftentimes, when you look at this one page, which you're scrolling up and down with, with your thumb, even though it does not look like there's many results, there's actually far more. Your mobile phone on what is considered to be one page has more like 15 or 20 results. Again, why does this matter? I'll give you a perfect example. This mobile device, <laughs> I, I love Google, is connected into YouTube. Okay? So this is, again, I want to be really clear. This isn't necessarily something you're going to see on a PC, on a, on a desktop. So you're not seeing this. You're only seeing this on mobile. Why does this matter? Because videos, these videos, because I can tell you for sure that on my page, that my videos, which are, are enclosed inside a large content piece, are now being separated by Google and served up in the search results individually through this mobile application. Like, so in layman's terms, what does that, how does that impact SEO? At this point, if you're not including a YouTube video specifically on YouTube inside a content piece, you are hamstringing yourself. Like you're not just, it, it, at first it was a good idea because Google definitely enhanced rank. Now you're, you're running against a headwind 
in terms of your mobile search results if you don't have a YouTube video connected to your content. And Google is trying to serve up the best video possible. And in connection with mobile, because I know this sounds like another topic, but it's not, Google has connected additional features inside their videos that connect into their mobile search results. Let me give you an example. They added a latitude and longitude feature that says you can tell them the latitude and longitude of where this video was taken or the latitude and longitude of where you'd like this video to be related to. Why do you think they did that? They did that so that when somebody who's holding a mobile device is trying to get a, is doing a location-based search, which is many of what people do on mobile devices, they're now going to be searched up the content that you've told them is related to the area. So it's a massive tie-in. It only works with Google. It doesn't work with Vimeo or any other video service. And um, it is increasing traffic and viewership on, on YouTube videos by a very large amount. So everybody's always, always talking about, oh, how, you know, YouTube and it's this channel that's growing. But at this point, YouTube's facing a lot of competition. They've got Instagram and other people. Everybody's getting into video. So what did Google do? They're linking video in an absolutely inextricable, uh, help me out with the word, inextricable? What's the word? Inextricable. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, you ain't quite got it, but I can't remember which word you're using. Okay, it's it's just it's just you you can't separate the two. I'll I'll use the longer instead of the mm. fancy word. I'll use the longer description. You cannot separate the two anymore, and because and and I and everybody that I know in SEO is anticipating that video and and mobile are going to be tied into each other more and more. Another thing about mobile that's just fascinating is that as people are getting better and better sound systems inside their car and everybody's upgrading and you have that nifty nifty little plug-in, almost everybody I know kind of listens to videos now as podcasts, like they play music off YouTube in their car. So what they're really doing is playing a video, but they get free endless music in their car. So people don't, I don't know, like if you're going to say, well, why are you bringing all this up? I'm not sure that our audience really truly understands the power of video or, or why or how they should be using YouTube and why it matters. There's no doubt that they need to be, everybody needs to be doing, they, they need to be, one number one, focused on mobile first, which believe it or not, by saying that, you are also saying you need to focus on video. So having said all that, there's another really in nifty thing, and I was going to save it as a tip, but we're not going to do bonus content, so I'm throwing it right out there before even the first break. There is something else that Google has done um, to make mobile more accessible and more of a priority. So they've done two big changes that both are SEO-related. Number one, they've said that all websites need to be secured. That's the HTTPS protocol, which is supposed to be for financial stuff. But you know what else it's for? It's so that Chinese hackers can't hack your website as easily. There's two different reasons why Google, because that causes everybody on the web this massive problem and hackers are getting more aggressive, which almost everybody and their mother knows. So Google's added about a 10%, 10% bonus to websites that do the HTTPS credit. Now, there's some complicated things that get involved in that, that that say that the bonus isn't as extreme as they really are claiming that it is. I will just simply say this. It's, it's an important update and it does affect 
mobile because they're giving an even bigger bonus slightly with these secured websites that are working on mobile. I just want to add. I just want to add a little bit more information there. The other reason is um, at the present moment, um, if you're using Chrome and some other browsers, and it's not HTTPS, folks, the warning that you get isn't that aggressive. You you literally have to un- understand what to look for. But it is there. That's dramatically changing in October. Um, if your site is not HTTPS in October and you use Chrome, a whacking big warning is going to appear right in the browser window saying this site is unsecure and it and people are just probably not going to go to your site. Sorry, Robert, yeah. I better say that. No, you're, that's an amazing point. You're 100% correct. I didn't, hadn't even remembered that, but it's very true. And the other, the, one of the, another reason, again, everybody, all of that ties back into mobile. More and more and more people are doing transactions off their mobile phone. But guess what, guys? Cloning these devices, doing keylogger, it's easier with mobile phones than it is with desktops. And mobile phones are being toted around everybody, everywhere. Mobile phones work off radio signals, and radio signals are actually not that hard to hack when you know what you're doing. So a lot... so. In terms of website stuff, actually, Google is, is a hundred, I feel they're 100% spot on. You want to lower the credit cards being stolen, lower the, the amount of fraud of which is becoming more and more rampant. This is one of the ways that you can do it. And again, mobile is the driver. So last but not least, and this is the, the, the tip that I was mentioning for everybody, two minutes to the bell. It is... Um, called AMP pages. That is accelerated mobile pages. Okay. Now AMP pages is a Google invention. And all it is, is it's a little teeny tiny extension that says .amp and they add it to a page. And what that little .amp does is gives them permission to save a copy of your page, your mobile page specifically. And what they do is they use their servers to serve up your page. Now they created a whole new server network for accelerated mobile pages. So actually they have dedicated resources to literally making the mobile web faster. The thing is, is that most people, developers, even the great ones, aren't adding it. Now, if you have a WordPress website, and guys, if you have a WordPress website, every single person needs to stop this recording, grab a pen and piece of paper, do it right now. There is a WordPress plugin that is literally, you go to wordpress.org, you search, and you put in Google AMP, A-M-P. Google themselves made a plugin for WordPress. And what it does, it is installs this nifty code on all of your pages. They claim that it would affect 1% of searches or something really minute when they developed the, the AMP protocol. But I personally have watched my pages. Like I think I'm getting 300 visitors a month off AMP or accelerated mobile pages at this point, which is about five percent. So the nut, which doesn't sound like much, but that's a 400 percent difference than what they said would be served up. And my feeling is like everything else that Google does. I mean, I, they're they're a good company. They try to be legit. I, I really kind of feel like stop raising your eyebrows. Um, I think. I think that they, I think that they mostly try to do. You sounded just like my mother, man. 
I just like a ghost. It's like a ghost. My mum's been dead for about 30, 20 years now. But um, anyway, we're at the break. I, I I'll, I'll pontificate more, but still, that's that's a probably good place to stop. Yeah, we're, stop we're going right for a break, folks. We're coming back. Mum, Mumsy here can uh, put me right again. But when we come back, we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back, folks. Our... Um I'm just going to let um, Robert start off where you ended in the first part of the show. Off you go, Robert. All right. So, as with most things, these AMP pages are actually producing more visits. My opinion is is that they're going to be producing even more and more and more and more visits as time goes on. That's my strong opinion. The last thing that I want to say for real estate agents specifically, and um, I'm going to pull up um, a couple sites here while while we're talking one in particular that i've been looking at in in new york so guys what else can you do what else should you know to be mobile friendly and i'm about ready to to lay some pretty heavy knowledge on you so once again for those of you who are on the radio um or or listening in your car because it's a podcast um i apologize you won't be able to see this well you just go to the mail white um in a couple of days time go to the mail right website folks and There'll be a full video of this conversation and a full set of um, show notes. So, there you go. So, when you're doing so, so I've now shared my screen, and we're looking at a website in New York. And the thing about these, like the websites that I've noticed that that do really well. So, this website is killing it in the search engines and keeps doing better mm-hmm. and better and better. And uh, it's in a very competitive market. As a matter of fact, one of the most competitive in the entire U.S. real estate market. And it's not doing anything all that exceptional, except that like it and portal sites like them, I, I suggested it's Glenwood NYC. That's G-L-E-N-W-O-O-D-N-Y-C.com. Here's the thing. They're doing lots of image-based button clicks. What does that mean? Layman's terms, once again, pull up this, this site on your mobile phone. It is a very complete experience where basically you can shop all of the properties without ever putting anything into the search bar. It's a new, it's not so much a new concept, but somebody that does it really well and, and finding a site that navigates cleanly using nothing but a thumb is actually pretty hard to, to find. Not even the sites that I've been building do it. And I'm ashamed of that, but, but, and I'm, I'm in the process of fixing it, but nonetheless, when I look at what the differences are between the site and others, it really is they've gone backwards in time to like old design principles, such as uh, linking the name of a building, which didn't used to do very well in terms of providing information. But you link the name of the building and then it takes you to a page. And if you're looking at it on your phone, you've got a slider and the information scrolls up and down really cleanly and with a, th- a touch of a button. You can do contact us about available apartments. Now you have a contact form. And this is probably the only weak part of the entire mobile design 
which is this contact form doesn't load fast or easily. But everything else, like you, you've got a slider that has floor plans on it, and you can literally be moving the floor plans with your thumb. So you're looking at every detail of this building, including a map. And mind you, by the way, if you're on this site, you are Google knows where you're located. They're watching you drive along the street. So when when they know that with with simple thumb clicks, you can simply get to floor plans for a building, sit right outside the front of the building. You're looking at the floor plans. Now you've got the contact information for the building. I, I've done this a long time. You're not going to find a better mobile experience than this site. And then, of course, if you're interested in the building, you probably call them, which is another interesting thing about this website, is that the calls to action are phone numbers, which is, I know for a fact that the site is wildly successful. So now you've got probably an operator that's going to direct you to the building that you're interested in, and, and they just have one central phone number for you to call that will redirect you, like all of your traffic. So why, am I, why am I pointing all this out? It's a mobile-based experience for a website. All the stuff, like the logic on this site is exactly opposite of the way I've always built websites. It's very limited menus on the, on the homepage. When you scroll down, you find these microlinks on the bottom. If you're on a desktop, you probably don't find them. And, and you can barely find the blog. But if you look at the, oh, that's not true. Sorry, it's in the upper right. But it's also a very small link on the, on the lower left. But when you look at this on a cell phone, everything becomes clear. Like all of a sudden you realize, holy shit, this, this site works better on a cell phone than it does on a desktop. And that's exactly what I'm personally talking about. This is an example of a website that absolutely functions better on a mobile phone. It's in a major metro market. I would suspect that the traffic to this site is 70% mobile and 30% desktop which is probably why, and it's not highly optimized. You're just going to have to take my word for it as an SEO expert that this site is not doing anything magnificent, yet it has 15,000 visitors. Most of its pages only have a handful of links. Only, only the, the top pages have a lot of links, and yet they have tons and tons of pages that rank for hundreds and hundreds of keywords. And my in one of the most competitive markets in the in in the country, like luxury apartments, Midtown Manhattan, and this page has eight links. That's unheard of. The domain authority, the URL authority for this page, is a sixteen, which is which is good. But when you say Midtown Luxury Apartments NYC, that is that is a very competitive keyword. So. Um, so to recap, what you're saying is in other factors, it's not a fantastic site, but it's achieving high traffic numbers because when Google looks at it, it says this site is really u- usable on a mobile device right. and they're giving it a lot of juice because it works really well on mobile devices. Is that what you're saying, Robert? I, that is what I'm saying. And, and, and I'm, I'm probably being – now this is your turn to rein me in. John, because I'm probably being a little over technical, but people can see my screen. So this keyword that I just pointed out, Midtown Luxury Apartments NYC, my my analytics tool, which is pretty accurate most of the time, says that to be on the first page of Google, you'd need to have 22 backlinks coming into this page. This website had eight. In addition, this is just to get into the bottom 10. For this particular keyword, this website is ranked like number two. Normally, you have to get twice as many links, like 44. It has eight. What's the differentiation? Why this sudden dramatic 
change in ranking. Again, I am 100% convinced that the weight of this website is because it's so fantastic on mobile phones. So if you're trying to figure out really what is the advantage of a mobile-first site, this is a perfect example in one of the world's most competitive markets with a wildly competitive keyword. I really strongly believe that if we manage to build real estate websites mobile-first, that we would have to build a lot less backlinks. The content wouldn't have to be quite as compelling. It would just have to be usable on a mobile phone. Sorry, I probably zipped off way too much there. My, my apologies for that. No, well, kind of um, backlinks, folks. It, it, you know, you want people to link to your website. It's a difficult concept because it's a bit like the chicken and egg, really, scenario, folks. Obviously, for people to backlink, you normally they normally are writing an article, they're writing um, some piece of content for their own website, and they want to add extra value. So they do searches um, on what their article is about to find other articles that can give additional information about their article. Um, but if you don't show up in those searches, they're probably not going to link to it in their own articles. Can you see a bit of the chicken and egg here, folks? Um, because obviously, um, but what what you can do is aim aim your your articles at particular what is used as a a long tail term um, or a specific niche term that isn't too competitive, still gets traffic, but you stand you stand to show up without too many backlinks to it. Am I explaining that coherently, Robert? A little bit. I think that's high praise. I think that's high praise. Let's not. I, I, think ultim- I think ultimately for those that are listening, like when you start getting into terminology, I've always found that that's where people get lost because yes, a lot is. of different people use different terminology for the same thing. I call backlinks votes because Google is mm. at the heart of it a popularity contest. And different votes count for different amounts of value. So essentially, if those, if there's like a lot of novices listening to the show, John, I would say, look at it this way. There's a way that websites can get votes. We're not going to be able to explain it to you easily, but believe me, there is. So votes count. Then the how easy your site is to use, especially on mobile phones, counts. And I do agree with you. You're trying to say... The site has to be worthy of votes, but you have to get a little bit of search traffic to get the votes in the first place because people have to see the content. And all of that's very true. There's cheats and Google is trying to get you to pay for their traffic. They're being a little bit, I mean, they are being a little bit, um, I don't know, mercenary. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was not going to use that kind of a word. So they are being a little bit not cool <laughs> and, and they're like, Hey, you want your website, you know, you want to prove to us you have a great website? Great. Pay us a thousand dollars. We'll send, you know, a thousand people to your website. And you're, you, you know, you're like, uh, okay, what, what is that supposed to get me? And you don't even know for sure because you, <laughs> but anyway, before we go, we go off, we have four minutes left. There's one topic I want to open, but address the majority of the topic in another session. Um, I've talked about this a lot and I think we talked about it in brief in other videos. Uh, or other podcasts, I want to emphasize to everybody that that video 
is not as hard to do as you think. Like John and I right now are creating a video. We're, we're actually creating the video in, in, in relation to a podcast that we're doing. But you know what? It's video content. And some of the videos that we've done, which aren't even technically my company's videos, I am, I am a co-host, but some of my videos are ranking. Like I've got well, keywords. Say that. You got full, you got, you know, in our agreement, every video that you appear in, you got full copyright. So you got every right to take the video and use it for whatever purpose. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Okay, cool. Well, one way or the other, I am, I am posting. You're not going to use it for illegal purposes. No, I mean, I, I am only posting it on the university section of my website. But here's the thing. Some of those videos are already ranking for keywords. These podcasts now drive about 20 or 30 extra video visitors to my website every month, which is cool because I'm, I'm really doing a voice thing with you. So creating video is... You just have to get a little bit creative about it. And, and some of the ways you can do it, like you can use these uh, little uh, tools that they've got that put your phone in distance and just walk a neighborhood and talk about the neighborhood. And we have been spent so many times with so many experts that all say, find your unique selling proposition. I'm going to say, I'm going to add this little entendre. When you figure that out, make sure that you apply a YouTube video strategy. Even if you didn't have a marketing expert yet on your team like me or John, you know what? Still start to create a catalog of videos. Make well, in, them a way, in a way, you know, if, if you're passionate about real estate, passionate in showing, you, know, you have like, you go to a local event, a chamber event, whatever it is, and you're talking to somebody and they ask you what you do. I'm a real estate agent. You know, I specialize in this part of North Reno, um, this particular area of North Reno. And, uh, and you're talking in the conversation and the person says, well, I've got a friend there that might be looking. You know, basically to that individual, you, you would attempt to show them your knowledge of that particular area of North Reno, that you know what's going on. You understand what is going on in the in that part of Reno when it comes to the property market. So if you've got any sense, if you're an experienced real estate agent, that's what you would attempt. Well, the beauty of the internet is that you can do the same thing, but not one-to-one, but to many, can't you? Yeah, you can do the same thing on on video. If you If you figure out what your message is, and even if you don't figure out what the message is, you can always take the videos down. My thing about videos is like learning baseball or learning to pitch. You just, you cue yourself up, you, you walk up to the plate and you keep taking swings until you learn how to hit the ball. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, t- I'm, I cannot emphasize enough how many of my clients say, oh, I don't like to be on camera, this, that, or the other thing. You know what? I don't like to be on camera too. I have little weird things on my beard and I'm tired and I've got circles under my eyes. I don't, but you know what? If you want to be successful in the digital realm, it is becoming necessary. It is becoming necessary. And it's a quick cheat that your competitors probably aren't doing. And, and, and it, you're exchanging time for visitors in, ex, instead of money for visitors. So if you, if you are a little bit limited in your budget, everybody has a budget, um, you can still get great results, can't you, Robert? Yep, absolutely. So we're going to end the show now. Um, we'll be back next week where we're going to finish off our four-part series about SEO and real estate agents, um, and it's been fascinating. 
So, Robert, how can people get hold of you and find out more about what you're up to, Robert? Well, they can always check out my website. I've got uh, all these podcasts there. I've got blog content of my own that reviews major technology companies. And of course, I do have ways to contact me should you want a personal consultation with me. And if you want to find out more about MailRite and or see all the great um, discussions we've had, plus our guests, go to the MailRite website. There's a full catalogue of the podcast, the videos, with a full set of show notes for each episode. Um, it's a great resource if you want to learn how to get results into 2018 or better results for your real estate business. We'll be back next week, folks. See you soon. Bye. Thank you.